0: Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10 30 a.m. every Sunday.
1: Well it's great today that we've got Andrew Davis going to be speaking to us. Um, Andrew is very much a close personal friend of mine but also a good friend of Church in the Peak and has been over many years and um, I heard him speak this talk in his own church um, on broadcast uh, a few weeks ago and I was really blessed by it and I said would you do it for us? you make it personal to church in the peak so that's what he's done so i just pray that you'll be blessed this morning pray the word of god will strengthen you i pray that uh, your appetite for god will be uh in- increased as we hear andrew speak to us this morning so let's just all welcome andrew wherever you are just welcome him and receive him and receive what god's got to say through him for us
0: good morning church in the peak where well, it's a joy to be able to come and speak to you this morning though in very very strange circumstances. Here I am in my room in a speaking to you in your rooms all over the Peak District and I'm sure some of you are in your kitchen, some of you in the lounge, some of you are still in bed. You never know, do you remember the days when we had to get dressed to go to church and now here you are in your pyjamas watching the preacher and uh, these strange days that we're in. The last time I was with you. I, I spoke on loneliness, little knowing that actually we were about to come into the season of lockdown, which for many is being a real battle of loneliness and suddenly this isolation. And, uh, you know, we've got technology now, which is astonishing. Could you imagine if this had just been 10 years ago, we wouldn't have had a clue how to communicate and be together in this way. And we've got Zoom and other things. But I don't know about you, but I have some days where I'm doing well. I think, oh, this is good, I I could get some jobs done and can still see people. And then there's other days where I just, I've had enough of Zoom meetings, I've had enough of looking at cameras, I've had enough of looking at faces, and I just want things back to normal. And it's this sort of emotional roller coaster. And I just want to speak to you this morning on something to bring some encouragement to you in this season, something that allows you to have an adventure with God, a secret adventure with God. I just want to read these verses, and it's from Matthew 6, verses 5 and 6. And these verses are Jesus just before he teaches on the Lord's Prayer. And he says this, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Two types of prayer I'm going to look at here. But one is an invitation to this great adventure. I remember one time feeling God call me a hypocrite and it was a very, very strange moment. It was on a Sunday morning, the days when we actually went to church and met one another. And it was when the the kids were young and it was one of those mornings where we're trying to get out of the house on time and tempers begin to just fray a little bit. I think I got very cross and so, get out. We need to get there. We need to get there. And by the time we got into the car, there was silence. Which, when you've got five young children and they're silent, you realise it's tense in that car. And we drove with tension. Me and Liz not talking, and we drive into the car park. And as we drive into the car park of the school where we met, there's all these people, all the people of the church getting there. And I remember you kind of suddenly switch into hi christian face and uh suddenly getting out of the car and saying hi everyone how are you doing isn't god good and i got up the front and started the meeting and as i raised my hands to worship jesus i felt god say you hypocrite i just thought oh so i stopped the meeting said guys did anyone else turn up this morning in a foul mood? As I, I got cross with the family, we're trying to get here in a hurry. Um I'm, I'm I'm not being real. I I've struggled this morning. And then one by one, sort of hands went up. And I remember that so clearly that let's not try and pretend to be something we're not. If if this season you are struggling, don't try and pretend that everything's awesome when you come on the Zoom my zoom base when you're chatting to one another or your google hangout whatever it is technology you're using just let's be real if you're struggling let someone know you're struggling just let's let's be a people who who tell the truth to one another because it is an unreal circumstance and situation and we do need encouragement at this time to keep going but here is jesus teaching on prayer you know prayer is at the very heart of our relationship with God. Yeah, I would say prayer is something that many of us find difficult. You find some who, who say, oh, prayer is wonderful. I love it. It's a great thing. And, you know, I, and, you know, they kind of have quotes like prayer isn't preparation for the battle. Prayer is the battle. And there have been some extraordinary people who I've known through my life who have been amazing prayer warriors. And their intimacy with Jesus has been something I've, I've longed for. Yet there have been times I've found prayer difficult. And, you know, it's, it's hard to push into that. And what Jesus is doing in these verses is taking us to the very basic, simplest form of what prayer is. This is what it is. It's simply talking to your heavenly father. It's simply talking to your father in heaven and sharing your life with him. That is what prayer is. It is built on a relationship that you've got with your father that you can pray. It is that simple. It's that intimate. So I want to just look at these two types of prayer. First is the hypocritical prayer. So Jesus says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Now, the word hypocrite comes from the Greek word for actors. And the actors used to put masks on in front of their face. If they were, they were happy, it would be a happy face. If they were sad, it would be a sad face. And these masks were put on in front of them to, to disguise what was really going on behind. And so what Jesus is saying, that there are some who come and pray to give the impression of, look, How spiritual I am. He's talking about these men who come and stand on the street corners and pray these extraordinary prayers with great long words and great theological truths and so impressive. But they're doing it out of the motivation of, I want everyone to see how great I am. They're talking about those who go to the synagogue and do these impressive prayers. But they're not praying in private. They're just doing this public declaration now Jesus isn't saying here that it's wrong to have public prayer he's not saying that it's wrong to have corporate prayer because actually some of the corporate prayer meetings are places where I find such intimacy with God and and it does me good when you hear other people praying out and encouraging what he's saying is this is a people who only pray like this and they're only praying to get the reward of those who are looking on And what Jesus is saying is they get their reward. They come, they do their presentation and those who are listening say, wow, that's brilliant. But one person who isn't listening to that prayer is the God of the universe. The God who is the most creative, awesome, wonderful, majestic God. He's not listening to that prayer because that prayer really isn't directed towards God it's directed towards those who are listening and God's saying well that's great they can listen and your reward can be people go wow that was a good prayer but the God of the universe the one who has intimacy pouring out of him towards us the great creator isn't listening see the prayer that the great creator listens to is one that comes out of relationship. And so Jesus says, when you pray, go into your room, lock down, shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, the term translated room is sometimes translated storeroom or inner room. But basically, Jesus is saying this prayer at its very core is this. Get time alone with your father and open up to him. Take time to your father and share what's on your heart to him. And the God of the universe, the great, awesome, wonderful God, will incline his ear and listen to you and speak to you and encourage you. Now, for some of you, the thought of being alone with a father may be not most positive for some of you it is positive but if I can think think this if you could think of the most amazing father you've ever seen one whose kids just seem to love to be with who who just goodness pours out of him and he just does people good if you think of that and then times it by a million fold you're getting close to what our heavenly father is like see Jesus is saying that when you pray this this secret adventure, is just between you and the Father. This this secret adventure, which is you will end up praying for things and seeing things happen. It's just between the two of you. That actually, this is a safe place and a beautiful place. I remember one time, I went to a, a rugby festival at the Millennium Stadium, as it used to be called before it changed to Principality Stadium, and it was called Judgment Day. And it was there were two matches taking place of the four Welsh regions playing each other and uh, we were there watching it It was very odd having judgment day written in your diary um, but we eventually went and and uh, it wasn't much judgment really and uh, but in the middle of it my son Evan who was working as a chef in in Cardiff at the time rang and said dad I, I can't get home the buses because of the rugby the buses aren't running so I said why, why don't you come in come come and join us and so Evan comes to the stadium And enters the stadium. Unfortunately, he enters the stadium at as far away from where we were sitting as it was possible to go, because the south stand was shut. And he'd come in this corner and we were sitting at this corner between us was a shut, shut stand. And so really the only route round was to go all the way round to meet him, to bring him all the way back. I said, so, I wonder if I can get through this stand. And so I went and banged on this big door and the door opened. And it was my friend on the other side. And I said, any chance Ian, I can get through because Evan is that side. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he walks me through this empty stand, empty stadium, and uh, I meet Evan. And then he opens the door and then he leaves us. And just me and Evan are walking through the corridor of this, this stand. And there was this incredible moment where... There were 60,000 people watching a rugby match and the cheers and the things going on. And it was just me and my son walking together, just chatting about his day. And as we're walking along, suddenly Evan stops and looks at me and says, Dad, isn't this brilliant? All these people here and I've just got time with my dad. And so I thought, that is what Jesus is talking about here that's available to you and to me, that actually we can just take time out. And in this season... We can take time out to build your own relationship with the Father, not being dependent on how other people are doing, not being dependent on, well, they're, I, I feel close to God when I'm with them because of their relationship with God. or I feel close to God when we're worshipping that song because I really like that song and that does me good. I'm, I, I see people and that helps me in my relationship with God. All is true. But actually, this is a season where we can develop our own well of prayer, our own relationship. This is a season where you can go deeper in the word of God, deeper in prayer. And so prayer isn't about a proper technique. It's not about using the right words. It is just about a relationship, you and your father. You push in, you push in and come to know him. You know, in it, the spirit then comes and meets with us and the cry, Abba, Father, this cry from our heart comes out. And what we see is there's actually a reward to this prayer. See, the prayer of the hypocrite is the reward is people say, oh, that was good. But God doesn't listen. See, the reward for us is your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. In other words, we join with the father in an adventure in prayer. He'll give us things to pray about. He'll give us things that will suddenly come on our hearts, people that are there. You'll be praying for them and encouraging them. Just say, if there are people in the church you struggle with, pray for them. I tell you what, if you start praying for them, you start loving them in a whole new way. And one of the rewards, I believe, is we see in Philippians 4 verse 17, which says, you will receive peace that surpasses understanding. I don't know about you right now, but I need peace. I need times where I receive peace that doesn't make sense. When I look at the state of the world, when I look at things going on, peace isn't my natural emotion. But actually, when I come into the presence of God, there's, there's peace. I have this amazing moment. I find myself praying for things and seeing God answer these prayers. But there's a reward. I'm connecting with him. And the closer I get to the Father, the amazing truth is this the more Christ-like I become in my own character. There's this extraordinary secret adventure. You know, I, I just want to end with a story about my mum. Because I just want to say this. At the end of the day, what we build in secret with the father is what lasts. My mum, who died a few years ago, got Alzheimer's. And it's a horrible disease. It's like the long goodbye. And as each layer kind of went away and so there were seasons where she could know me and in seasons she didn't know who I was and she didn't know who my dad was and just slowly she was fading and fading and fading. But right at the end there was one thing that was left and the thing that was left was her relationship with her father. The last thing I ever did with my mum was I broke bread with her and we had communion. And all I remember is just this moment where I just put this little bit of bread, touched the wine, and she just went, Jesus. When everything else was gone, what you build in secret with the Father lasts for eternity. See, I want us to be people who are like icebergs. What people see in the public arena is just the tip of the iceberg of what is in the private location. And right now, you are in the most beautiful place to build a deep relationship with your father. Can I just encourage you, take time to build that relationship for yourself. You know, in in Derbyshire, they love the wells. They all decorate the wells. We probably won't this year, but you can see all the pretty wells and decorations. But actually, the more impressive thing about the well is that it goes down to water. This is a season where we can dig wells of prayer, dig wells of a relationship with our Father. And from that springs all that we then can bring. Church will not be the same. Church in the Peak will not be the same after this. It's a new season. It's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. But could you imagine if you, when you return, all of you return with this deep, deep, deep prayer life built with your Father. Father, I pray, bless this church at this time. Lord, I pray for those who are feeling isolated and lonely. Just come and meet with them right now. And Lord, I want to pray that this will be a season of a great adventure with you in your name. Amen. Thank you all.
1: What a great word there from Andrew! Word of encouragement to spend time, spend time building our relationship with the Father, to go deep in prayer. And um, I just during our prayer meeting this morning, before this meeting, um, Ian Parfit just had this encouragement about uh, God wanting to um, enlarge our appetite or increase our appetite. Uh, for him, for spending time with him. And so I want to encourage you this morning, just uh, let, meditate on that word, that encouragement from Andrew, and let it sink deep into you that your appetite for prayer, your appetite for spending time having a conversation with your Heavenly Father is increased, that it becomes part of the norm. I, loved, I, I love uh, Smith Wigglesworth. I love stories about him. I read numerous books of his books, and um, one of them was called Apostle of Faith. And. Um, one thing he did was every 15 minutes he would just talk to his Heavenly Father. Even though he was a plumber and he'd be working, he'd just take time, every 15 minutes, just to talk to his Heavenly Father. And I want to encourage us to take time to just spend with our Heavenly Father, one who loves us, irrespective of us, irrespective of what we do, irrespective of how we are, irrespective of our circumstances. He loves us, and we can spend time with him. And he delights to spend time with us. So I want to encourage you to do that.